the same. I almost forgot this shit. Oh boy. Oh well. We got our shit together this week, that's for sure. <laughs> coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbohol, Matt Hawkins coming to you. Latest fuck on uh, the week of, uh, well, today's March 9th. It's thir- Thursday, the day before Beltor 292. We're going to do our quick preview for that. Apologies for the uh, day late, but uh, March has been a pretty crazy month on both co- both coasts for both hosts. Um some, some housekeeping uh, before we get into the fights and the news that we, we uh, need to catch up on. Uh, as y'all guys, you guys know we've been with Anchor uh, since day one, 2017, since before Spotify even bought them. Uh, Anchor was owned by Spotify, and if you watched uh, any of uh, Spotify socials, uh, Anchor.fm is now Spotify for pat- podcasters, so it makes it easier for folks to kind of make their own podcast the way we've been doing it for since 2017 and um you know uh make their own podcast so it's so now if you go to uh now you can just go to spotify and find all our stuff instead of the anchor.fm link you'll see that when we share this episode moving forward um as always this podcast is brought to you by allaccessmma.com make sure you check out all access mma for your mma news and our videos are always posted there and um last but not least um really quick matt i mean before we get into Bellator 292, uh, we're, we're doing this podcast late in the week, so we really can't speak on too much that folks haven't already talked about. From UFC 285, for me as uh, your brown friend on the East Coast, uh, Alexa Grasso's win, first Mexican female to to uh, grab a, a belt over there in the UFC when she was a, a huge underdog. I think she was plus 625. And... Um, to take out Valentina Shevchenko, trained for it. Uh, everybody was counting her out. I love her. I, I st- my stupid ass should have put money on her, and I didn't. And um, you know, embarrassed by that. But uh, that for me, that was the highlight of that event. Yeah, I think without question. Um, yeah, I've been a big fan of her as well. Uh, covered an event she was supposed to fight before she suffered a hand injury in like 2016 for Evicta, maybe 2015 even. Uh, I think it was 2016 um, and followed her career really since day one, especially uh, her Invicta run uh, where she eventually won the title there. And, uh, um, you know, always had the striking. Uh, mm-hmm. The question kind of was always her wrestling and her, her, you know, her going up against dominant wrestlers or submission fighters always seemed to kind of be her kryptonite. And, uh, you know, and then she had some injuries and stuff that kind of we kept pushing her off, and she'd suffer a tough loss here and there. And it just finally, um, I mean, she was ranked fifth going into the fight, fifth or sixth, and they gave her the title shot. And I think most people just thought it was another showcase fight for Shevchenko, um, a chance to kind of get back on the rails for her after a, a really questionable win over uh, Telio Santos. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, we didn't really get into that. I was going to comment on it when we were talking with Brumley, but um, he was doing such a good dog- job of breaking down the fights. I didn't really want to yeah. interrupt him with uh, with kind of going well. She kind of squeezed out her last fight. That was going to be like my only in for Grasso was like maybe she's like getting complacent or maybe she's, you know, and and I'm not saying she's complacent, but she didn't seem like the same Valentina 
in the cage. And I, mm. and that's not to take anything away from Grasso because you've got to take advantage of the situation. I mean, even an 80% Grasso if she's, or uh, Shevchenko, if she's not there mentally, is yeah. still a world beater. So, I mean, there's, there's a ton to be said. Um, I mean, I think we were all shocked by how she finished the fight on the ground. I don't think any of us saw that coming. Had you mm-hmm. placed a bet on Grosso by submission, you probably would be in Tahiti right now and not recording this podcast <laughs> at all. Um, so that that was great. I, I Her striking was crisp. I just thought she looked like, like if you didn't know anything about either one of these fighters going into the fight and you just watched what you saw, you'd be going, well, Grosso has the straight, strong punches. Yeah. And she's got the more... Uh, you know, uh, developed all around game. And, and so it really kind of just threw a monkey wrench into the whole thought process that we had. And again, you know, we, we're going to probably chime in slightly on Jones. I know we either of us have a lot to say about the situation, but you, people jump to the gun so quick when calling people the goat and they're so quick to dismiss somebody when they suffer a loss. Like, this is MMA. Like if people keep fighting, they're going to lose. And obviously that's what makes Joan Jones special. But at the same time, like eventually it catches up to you if yeah. you don't leave early. Like if you don't, you know, uh, Habib left early. Like, mm-hmm. and and maybe he'll come back and maybe he'll win four more fights. Maybe he'll lose two out of three. Like, but it shouldn't change. Like, if you're a fan of the sport, you should see what you see with your eyes, and that should be how you judge how great somebody is. It yeah. should be based off of their worst performance you know like if you're if you're a basketball star or fan you didn't you didn't judge kobe bryant off the game he went you know five for 27 shooting like that's just stupid everybody has off nights everybody can get caught and then especially in mma where it's just a matter of an inch or not even an i mean it's it's a millimeter can be the difference between getting cut with a glove and a fight getting stopped and you losing or you dodging that seam and not Mm -hmm. feeling anything and and counterpunching your opponent so it's just such a it's such a close thing i don't think this really should does a ton to knock shevchenko like i feel like she's still right there she still can be a co-headliner or a headliner on any ufc card she's likely to bounce back it might be good that she kind of gets humbled a little bit because you mm-hmm. never know what's mentally going on with these fighters um but, <laughs> but i mean grasso put on a i mean it was a I mean, even if she doesn't finish that fight in that round you're 2-2 going to the last round yeah and, and the way she was fighting and, and using just, just so smart. I mean, just everything she did was intelligent in that fight. She didn't put herself in any kind of real danger. And, and, and she constantly, you know, uh, really, really went after when Valentina made a mistake, she emphasized it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and with what's that, crazy. And, yeah. I mean, uh, what, what, what's crazy about it? I mean, we're, everyone's finding out after the fact she was saying it, she said in her post-fight interview, she was saying in every interview she did afterwards, you know, she trained for for everything Valentina does dominantly, the spinning techniques, the crucifix position that she when she takes people down and pins fighters down in, she she trained to escape that, she trained to, to time the, you know, I mean, the way she finished her, I mean that that video, um, uh, shout out to Danny Segura from MMA Junkie, MMA Junkie who does the uh, Blamos MMA podcast. For sharing the the video from uh, her Instagram, where she shows how she was training for Valentina's spinning techniques to get behind her. I mean, I didn't think she, I didn't think she was gonna jump in with both hooks the way she did, like a backpack. But that was literally like the probably the most insane part. I mean, memor- one of the most memorable wins of the night. I mean, a couple of like there's a couple of fights there that I was kind of like um, Shavkat Ra- Ramanov. 
Like, I know he won and he's still undefeated, but, I mean, he did not win easily, you know? Like, like the fight was was tough for him. So I don't know if uh, – I don't know how much, how much uh, you know, stock you want to put in to, like, the what's next for him because I know he was saying he wants a title shot, but – you know, it's not. It's not like you had a you, you had a dominant fight. You were you were having some trouble against that guy. And then I'm just off the top of my head remembering the event as as I watched it. Um, uh, Drake Drake's Duplessis, uh, you know, his fight was a little bit was tougher than expected. I mean, I, I it's it's weird what we're seeing that coming up. And and then again, when you talk about, I mean, outside of the main event, I mean, there's nothing left to say about the main. Everyone's already saying it. We're not going to repeat much of it here, but you know, John Jones being the heavyweight champion now, Stipe with him and Stipe looking ahead at uh, it's probably going to be July UFC 290 International Fight Week. The um, you know, the the, the thing about I, I I could have told you that night that John Jones was going to jump uh, pound for pound rankings in, in in on the UFC ranking list because that's just that's just you know. Somebody, I forget, I wish I could remember who it was on Twitter, was like, you know, the, the UFC rankings are done by, you know, a bunch of people that barely watch the sport. And, and we've been saying that here for a while. So they're, 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 it's just a bandwagon thing now. And we're starting to see that in a lot of rankings panels and other places. There's too many rankings panels. We've actually talked about that like two, three podcasts ago. So um, like you said, if you watch, if you watch the sport with your eyes, <laughs> Um, you know, you can just make your own own assessment of what's going on. I mean, I personally think maybe one or two. I mean, John Jones beats Stipe. Uh, maybe the the what's his name, Sergey Pavlovich. I, have, I'm, I know I'm mm-hmm. fucking up his name. He's fighting Curtis Blades, so that's actually going to do for Jones a favor because it's going to yeah. dodge somebody who could potentially be a yeah. a tough matchup for him. Whoever loses that fight. So let me ask you a question because I'm I'm to me Cyril Gone is 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 basically at this point. After his last couple of performances, to me, he's basically uh, Brett Rogers 2.0. He <laughs> might as well be Art Jimerson. He should have went in there with one boxing glove because he showed as much <laughs> ground game as a heavyweight would have in UFC one. Um, if I name the who who you favoring fighting Cyril Gon, if I give you these fighters, Stipe Miocic, mm-hmm. uh, Pavlovich, Blades, Aspinall, and Spivak, and even Tybura, how many of them are you picking? To take down and easily control Cyril Gon or submit him instantly. Oh, <laughs> every one of that, them. That's, yeah, I thought you were gonna ask me something else. Yeah, I, I mean, thought you were gonna ask me something else. Other I than Rosenstruck, Volkov, and Lewis, and, and Tuivasa in the top ten, who would likely stand and try to bang and might get mm. might get picked up a little bit. All those guys I mentioned, like if they use a game plan, I don't see any way. That they even, it's like flawless victory to me. I mean, yeah, I, 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 it wasn't a thrown fight. It wasn't a fixed fight, but you couldn't have a worse performance from the number one heavyweight in the yeah. world. And I get it. Jones went out there, did his job real quick, but the dude didn't throw a strike. The dude had showed no defense on the ground. He threw one. It's that's funny because he actually threw one. He threw a kick. You he, know? Well, no, he threw the kick and then, you know, that was like the foul or whatever. But then there's somebody shared the, the slow-mo of the one jab he threw and Jones literally slipped it and just came in right underneath it and sent him up I and mean, that was the beginning of the end and so it's you know, just Jones kind of... is, yeah i mean jones is great i think we're just, I, i'm personally just tired of the greatest of all time talk I, yeah. i'm tired of fighters who claim they're the greatest of all time you know again that's why i liked guys like like khabib and like guys like fedor and stuff because they don't they say did, much yeah. they don't say it <laughs> 
if you say you're the greatest of all time, you're, you're hyping yourself up and it's like, it's for other people to say. So if people yeah. think that that's great, but I just, uh, you know, I, I hope he doesn't come up here and just cherry pick the fights that he thinks he can win an old steep a mm-hmm. like guy who has zero ground game. Yeah. You know, like that's what I have a feeling is going to happen. And, and the, you know, I hate to say Zufa zombies again, because I have mm-hmm. a lot of friends who, who generally think Jones is the greatest fighter they've ever seen. And, and I can't really argue with them, but mm-hmm. at the same point, like, I, I just hope he stays long, around long enough to get his ass kicked. I really do. I mean, I just, he might not, <laughs> but I mean, cause I mean, if, if he, of course, everybody wants the same thing with like with Floyd Mayweather when he was boxing, everyone wanted to see that. I mean, people still want to see that. That's the, that was the whole draw with him and McGregor. Yeah. You know, I mean, even in retrospect as, as somebody that you pull yourself out of sight of your fandom, you know that the boxer is going to win the boxing match, but uh, you know it's the same thing. Like everybody, it's it's that what if that makes people want to watch these fights? And he's so good that that it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And if he plays his cards right, I think I think he gets maybe one or two bigger big paydays. If he beats Stipe, that's pretty much. I think that's all that's left out there for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he if if he beats Stipe in July and he hangs it up and says I'm, I'm you know I'm done because if he fought Stipe. For me, if he fought Stipe after the first time Stipe fought in Ghana and beat him, that's the fight that that was more challenging. Like you said, it's 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 an old Stipe, and and he even said something uh, in the post fight press conference addressing Stipe directly when he was like, you know, don't be, you can't be a you, you got to do this full time. You can't be a for, uh, firefighter if you're going to get ready for me. And I kind of agree with that because you know one of the things on those UFC embeddeds that they kept showing was like Cyril gone you know, playing video games or some shit. And meanwhile, Jones is like watching his way. It's like, it's two different animals, you know? And, and I, I think we're, we're getting to a point, especially when it comes to pro MMA that, um, <laughs> Michael says Jones is quite a jerk though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm tired of his act. He's just, <laughs> he's not my cup of tea, but I I'm we're old school. If you're old school, like you're kind of like, you don't fall for it. Like, you, you know, I, I don't fall for his act. I don't fall for the nice guy act. Uh, I think he probably likely is a complete total jerk. The minute you get him behind, the, you know, away from a camera and, and away from the fans who, he, you know, he can't, you gotta, you gotta play the game, but uh, yeah. I mean, and, and the other thing too is, is like um, he went quickly, for, he quickly went from praising Ngano's decision to leave one week and then, Calling him a pussy. It's all. It's all high. You know, it's it's all, it's, you it's, know. it's just not. It's just you know, not. Um, I, I was more disappointed and gone. I think I I, I and I think he's overrated at this point. Um, he was nine and zero, and now he's nine and two. And I think he just. I think he's just. He got the UFC hype machine behind him. Got a couple nice wins, and 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 managed to to get. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think. I mean, if Brock Lesnar came out of retirement tomorrow, he'd be a three to one favorite over gone. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, mean I, I wouldn't put anything past. I mean, he's too old now. But like you said, it's, it's just, it's just. I mean, it's, it's what they're doing now. It, it's, it's. I don't know what else is left. I saw that that article about Ari Emanuel talking about the future, like the future of the UFC, and how there's other broadcasting bidders. Like, like where they, where they start putting this product after the ESPN if they leave ESPN. I don't know what the sport's going to turn into because what it, what it's turning into. It's definitely something a little bit weirder than than we've been watching these past thirty years as they, as they come on their thirty year anniversary. But that's I mean that that's enough of of UFC two eighty five. Let's talk about some fun 
MMA yes. tomorrow night. Are you going to this one or no? No, no, no. It's up in San Jose. It would have been nice, but just not uh, not in the cards with uh, them coming to my neighborhood later this month and and WrestleMania. You know, for all the <laughs> for all the uh, the pro wrestling fans. Yeah, that's local this year. So, um, but yeah, no great card. San Jose. They returned to San Jose after quite a while. Actually, I can't even uh, really picture the last time uh, that they had a, a nice event up there. Um, card's been decimated slightly by injuries as far as the undercard, but, uh, till 10 solid fights, um, kicking off the, uh, the Grand Prix at lightweight, which is, you know, one of the best lightweight tournaments, uh, that we've ever seen, um, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to pride, uh, perhaps, but, uh, you know, the Gomi run out there, but, uh, I mean, some really great names and, and, and nice heavyweight fight. And then a kind of a, a super fight too, that uh, really hasn't got much talk. Uh, I think this we'll start one with here? that and kick it off the card. <laughs> yeah. Michael Venom page MVP versus Goiti Yamauchi. I mean, I, I'm kind of shocked. It's the curtain jerker for the, uh, for the main card. I mean, mm-hmm. I get why because of the, of the status of the rest of the fights, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, Holy moly, that's, you know, that's that's my that's my favorite fight. Like if I oh, could only watch one fight that night, like that's the one I'd want to watch. I mean, I think it's I think it's got I, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the most exciting fight because Venom Page can slow stuff down and, and has had some snoozers. But, uh, you know, you've got an ace grappler against really one of the most like spectacular kind of freaky strikers in, mm-hmm. in the world. And, and I mean, Yamauchi coming off of a devastating knockout of, of Neiman Gracie. Like mm-hmm. there's, a, there's, it's an interesting, you know, and, and we forget page was the number one, you know, he fought for the interim title in his last fight. So it's, this is a, this is essentially a number one ish contender fight, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, for the, you know, for the, the, the Walter weight, you know, division, we just saw Amosov win, but um, I mean, these guys are right there. So, yeah. um, I mean, I don't even know how, honestly, going about picking, it's hard for me. Yeah. I, I, I probably lean page because I feel like he's more likely to be the person controlling the fight where the fight kind of how it goes. You know, if he gets super aggressive, then obviously it's anybody's game. It becomes more of a coin flip, but if he plays his reach game, if he plays kind of his psychological Which, game that he yeah. can have, I think that he can likely pick up a decision win on an easier path. Um, Yamauchi is going to have to enter dangerous waters mm-hmm. to get in and get his hands on Page, and if he gets him down, he's got to do damage on the ground so that uh, yeah, to finish it or or just or put uh, the fear of God in, in MVP. Yeah. So I mean, we're on uh, we're bringing up uh, for for folks that just listen to the audio version, we're on Bellator.com's page event page. Their stats are they don't they're not as specific as USC.com, but there's definitely if you saw the face off, it's been on over all over social media. And what's written here, you know, uh, six three on Michael, he's six foot three, Michael Page and Goitiyamu, which is uh five nine. So there's definitely a, a reach advantage for Page, and he's the striker in this matchup. This is a striker versus grappler matchup. Um I mean, I I feel like it's not it's the thing about a striker versus grappler, like you know, if you go back to like all the old days, like if it was UFC one, the grappler's probably gonna win because the strikers are usually but everybody trains in a little bit of everything now. And I feel like um I feel like MVP, you know, the dude hits hard. We've seen him crack skulls. I mean, with that reach advantage and his his laser focus, 
This is his first fight back since doing the BKFC thing. He actually did a really nice. He's done a real some pretty good uh, media for this. I know folks like to try to say Bellator doesn't advertise whatever, but he's he was on Morning Combat. I know they're a CBS partner and all that, but he also did a at the event in Dublin. He was there and he did a whole scrum that I wrote a piece on over at MyMMANews.com where he just kind of talks about the BKFC experience and how how he um, he wants to be a complete martial artist. And this return fight for him could be the fight that re- kind of reminds people of the type of you know martial artist that he is. Uh, he's fought wrestlers and stuff before. So like you said, if, if, if Yamauchi can't close the distance, and uh, especially early when they're dry, if he can't close the distance and, and get him down to, to control him, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if these uh, the fans got 71% of the fans on Beltor.com or picking page to win. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if rounds one and two, you know, especially if it go, rounds one and two, if we don't see like a quick, you know, one shot, something that hurts Yamauchi, I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. I, I, as a jujitsu guy, I want Yamauchi to win. Because it'd be, I love seeing slick submissions, but I'm rooting yeah. for him just because I'm a fan of his. I've spent yeah. on the show before. Like I, I met him right after his <laughs> debut in Bellator, and um, and that was you know shoot seven eight years ago now, mm-hmm. and um, I've watched every one of his fights since, and I, I'm just a big fan of the guy. I like his attitude. I like his warrior spirit. I like everything mm-hmm. that he brings to the table, and um, I, I'm pulling for him. I just think that. You know, he went up in weight. He's naturally, he, you know, historically he was a 155er. Mm-hmm. So he's 170. So he's already slightly undersized, you would think. Um, although he did look good, great against Neiman Gracie. Um, Page is, if Page comes in a little bit heavier and, you know, if you get 185, 190 pound Venom Page in there at 6'3", you know, coming off of one MMA loss and one BKFC loss in a row, you know, he might be hungry. And if you get a hungry Venom Page, you never know quite what, you know, everybody's kind of been wanting him to turn into that just, you know, super aggressive kind of beast, you know, and, and it, it, this we'll see. It's kind of, you know, it's not do or die for him, but mm-hmm. it's getting there because he's not he's not young. You know, he's yeah. got some age on him. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I but I think I mean, to me, it's just an outstanding fight. And, and yeah. Uh, I mean, one that, you know, I'm going to make sure I get home from work quick tomorrow so I don't. uh <laughs> what time yeah. scroll back up to the top what time does the main card start just out of curiosity uh so main cards at seven so it'll work out great so uh a little late for the east coasters but uh but you'll have a little buzz going and <laughs> no i mean <laughs> i still i mean the bellator is fun so i'll i'll stay up for that i mean this is a great card even the prelims i know there's some interesting fights in the prelims but uh Featured fight, uh, Valentin Moldovsky, former interim heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. uh, rematches Linton Vassell, who he beat a handful of fights back. Um, Vassell's been on a tear at heavyweight uh, since the loss to Moldovsky. Uh, Moldovsky, you know, got wore out and, and, and beat up by Bader, uh, lost by decision uh, in his last fight. You know, again, I mean, I... I great fight i i mean I, I just to me these are fun fights and mm-hmm. and uh and you know i uh man i i you know I, everything about me always goes team fedor team fedor team fedor but i i i kind of think heavyweight vassell is a, is an animal and i i don't know it'll be inter I, I really can't even pick this fight. To me, this is a coin flip. Mm. I, I I probably, if I was putting money, I'd probably bet on Moldovsky just because 
of his ability to take someone down and smother him. Yeah. But uh, but Vassell <laughs> is is has looked so good, and what he did mm. to Karatanov, I can never get that out of my mind. Uh, one of the fans got it on their fan vote. They got it 55, 42, 3% mm-hmm. draw. So not far from a coin flip. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, good good fight, though. I mean, I don't know how you see it, but I just it's going to be going to be a banger for sure. Two heavy yeah, heavy, yeah, that's one heavyweight fight. That's one I'm probably going to stay away from. I'm leaning Moldovsky, but but um, I, I don't want to. I, I, again, I, you know, don't 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 go making bets based on what I say, especially with <laughs> especially with the way I've been picking this year. Um, for, so then we jump into the Grand Prix fights. Uh, Tofik Musiev versus Alexander Shab- Shabli. Hopefully I'm not messing that up. Uh, Musiev, former Ryzen yeah, uh, champion uh, before he was uh, beaten by uh, Roberto de Souza, who, uh, who we saw recently fight Aaron McKee on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um Coming off of though a big win, a 27 second knockout of uh, Sydney Outlaw in a fight that I think people thought would be much more competitive, but obviously did quick. Uh, Shabili uh, or Shab Shabili, like you said, we hack names left and right, so <laughs> shouldn't be any different this week. Um, coming off a win over get Brett Premise, you know both guys have fought good competition. Both guys yeah. have great great records. Um, I mean, again, another coin flip fight, which is what kind of making this this to me a mm-hmm. coin flip fight. Well, I'm curious to see what the fans have to say, but um, everybody looks like they're leaning Musiev. Musiev, which, uh, which more I of get. a name. He's yeah. got more of a name. Um, like you said, former champ. I I'm leaning towards him to win by decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's so this is the Grand Prix. So this is one of the Grand Prix bouts. I'm not sure exactly where they fit on the. Uh, I mean, does the winner of this fight fight the winner of the championship? Or I, I have to look at the brackets yeah. uh, again. But um, but Musayev, yeah, he carried a lot of a lot of hype coming over. Um, had a couple cancellation canceled fights, and then and like I said, had made quick work of Outlaws. So mm. a little bit of a mystery still, you know, when you come from Japan, uh, you know, there is a little bit of a, a warming up period usually coming to the United States and fighting. So um, I. I I think it's another great fight, man. I mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I haven't followed Shabili as long, but uh, but I think that's why. I mean, Musiev seems to probably have more like exposure. That's I, it. I'm, I mean, well, after I'm watching Musiev him in the Grand too. Prix and Ryzen, yeah. yeah. And I'm leaning Musiev too, just like the 72 percent of the fans at Beltor.com are. Um, then we have. Uh, I mean, so I like Benson Henderson a lot. You know, I've talked to him a bunch of times about it when he's come, been out here in New York in the Viacom building for Bellator media stuff. And and I was watching his uh, interview yesterday where he talks about how these, these last few fights are the last ones on his contract. And then he's going to be done fighting so he could go, you know, go home, be a dad and, and let his wife do her fight career since she filled in the shoes of being mom, you know, while, while with their kids and stuff like that, which is uh, super noble, you know, super cool of both of them. So I get it all, and, and I, let me see what the fans are saying. They're obviously, 82% of the fans are picking the champ, Usman Nurmagomedov, Medov to win. I mean, obviously, the lineage, the name, and, and the fact that he's the current belt holder, and Henderson is already openly talking about this being the end of his career. But I, I just I want Henderson to win because, I mean, I'm, I just I like the deuce. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, I, I hear it. I hear it. I don't think you can, like – 
I don't think anybody can legitimately pick him to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any like real reason to pick him to win. Like he has it. He's fighting a guy who's undefeated. He's fighting the champion. He's fighting a guy who's been highlight reel after highlight reel at, at you know to get his championship. Um, but he's a veteran. He's mm-hmm. a former champion. He's been under the bright lights <laughs> before. Um, and you know, and he's coming off of, of a win over P- Peter Queeley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm kind of with you where I'd like to see the old school dude pick up a win, shock the world, wear gold for at least one fight, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, because I don't think Vincent Henderson wins this tournament. But if he gets through this guy, you never know. Like, And it's a off, big it, win. Like, yeah. You know, and it, it's, a, it's you know, uh, so, I mean, obviously I'm going to pick Nurmagomedov. Uh, I think he probably wins by decision because that's what Vincent Henderson does is go to decisions if he's not, you know. Facing Michael Chandler in a, in a you know mm-hmm. a, a second time, but um, he's good at going to decisions. He's also good at winning split decisions. He's good at winning controversial decisions, mm-hmm. uh, which you're not really good at, but seems to come his way. Uh, maybe it's his fight style. Maybe you know I don't know, but uh, I, it's definitely I, his fight style. Yeah, it's, it's what it's what keeps fights close and can and can throw opponents off. So obviously there's that. Um, I'm not. I hate to make excuses for bad bad judging which is kind of mm-hmm. kind of what what it is uh, in a few of his, his split decision wins I, I don't think he necessarily deserved the w but um i mean I, i'll be i'll be rooting for him quietly because i would like to see the kind of the shock and the awe of of him winning again and having the championship but i just don't see it happening it, it, i think nurmurga medoff is the clear favorite for this tournament and i think he uh he he I think he he does some damage uh, here, unfortunately, and and might end Benson's career. But if it is the end of Henderson's career, he goes out to the undefeated champion. He's getting a championship fight. Yeah, and and I mean it's it's the way you want to go out. We just saw it with Fedor; like mm-hmm. he wanted to go out in a championship fight. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's the best thing for your health or the best thing for your. But it's your like yeah, it's, it's going to it's going to underline. It's going to answer any any if you're questioning. Same thing with Fader. If you have any questions about yourself, I mean, this is the test you want to give yourself to. So then that's one of the things I respect about Henderson. Um, the, the dude is just always, he's, he's just, he's just that guy. And um, he was always super cool to talk to, you know, for the events that I've covered that, that he's been in. And, um, and he's also very real about his losses too. Like when I asked him about a few, of the, especially with the ones that were with decision. I mean, he, after the fact, I forget the fight it was, but he he said he was like, no, no. He was like, he stopped me in the middle of, like, trying to, to talk, like, I guess, sort of comfort. He was like, no, no, I got my ass whipped in that fight. And I was just like, you know what, man? I mean, that that's just the kind of guy he is, smooth. So if he does win, man, I'll probably uh, be up, for, you know, the fight's going to, like you said, it's going to be late. It'll probably, it'll be like my shot of coffee, like, like, Brandon Moreno style when he fights a uh, figure hate of 8 million times or something <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But, but eh, well, we'll see, but it's at March. It was good. It's dope month for Bellator. If you're not watching, you best be watching because, um, you know, this one, and then a couple of weeks pass and then they're in your neck of the woods on the 31st for an, another fire card. So um, I'm definitely liking uh, March has been a crazy busy month for both of us. And uh, I mean, that's kind of a good thing, right? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm beyond stoked that they're coming back out to my my neck of the woods again after, shoot, COVID <laughs> four or five years almost now. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited for that. Um, you mentioned 
Benson Henderson's wife and her fighting career. <clears throat> want to make sure that it's still the case, but I believe she is fighting. Uh... Yeah, Maria Henderson. She's fighting on the on the card on the, on the thirty first of this month out here. So there you go. Um, so she, so she is uh, she's on the prelims, but she is fighting. So. Um, you know, potentially a really big march for the Henderson family if mm-hmm. uh, if something uh, could happen tomorrow. And uh, and like I said, if it doesn't go Benson's way, then he's uh, got his coaching hat on and uh, and he's got his wife getting in the cage in a couple of weeks and uh, a chance to to really push her as as she's one and zero currently and, and looking to go to two and zero and and get a little roll going. And uh, you know, in Bellator, if you're a female fighter, you can put a few wins together. You can uh, you can get in the mix pretty quick. So yeah, um, there's a lot going on there. Um, not going to get into the card, but the main event this weekend for UFC is kind of a fun one. It's our boy Dashvili, who we've uh, been hyping up since day one against Peter Yan. Uh, That's a good so fight. It's a hell of a fight, hell yeah. of a main event. Um, they're not doing it in the Apex. They are in Vegas. They're doing it at the Virgin Casino Theater, formerly the Joint, um, which uh, which used to hold some of the fight nights. Um, and the old WFA cards, if, yeah. if anybody in Vegas remembers those. And uh, I um, stuff. I got Mirab obviously team team Sarah all the way, Sarah Long all the way. So I got Mirab Devashvili picked for my pick for that fight. I think he wins. It's, it hurts me because I I'm a, yeah. I thought I thought Peter Yan, and I still do think he's a great, uh, awesome. Not a great might not be the right word, but I think he's a mm. top uh, fighter um, in the world. But uh, but he's on a rough streak now of fighting opponents that have, uh, you know, the O'Malley thing I thought was kind of a joke, but other than that, uh, yeah. you know, um, you know, it, it, I think it's a tough matchup. Dutch Vili's, you know, took it, did it to Aldo and, and he's his, his uh, string wrestling or his chain wrestling. Is yeah. That's the thing. Stuff. I mean, it's, it's somebody that's already, he's going to someone, he's going with someone that trains heavily with the person that beat him recently. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that there's, there's, there's a, there was a lot of shared technique and, you know, he does this a lot, and he does that a lot, and that's 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 what we're gonna see. Uh, especially Aldo fought him twice, you know. So it's definitely gonna be uh, an interesting fight. But uh, Jesus Christ, is March crazy busy month for MMA? It's so, March Madness, but we're not talking basketball. Yeah, there's a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, so uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're gonna kind of wrap up here, fans. Yes, definitely sir. check out the Bellator tomorrow night, uh, Showtime. Uh, or any other way you figure out how to watch it, but uh, it's definitely uh, can't miss. Um, fans can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch. Uh, weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Uh, we've got Amazon links in our thing for uh, that can help the show. If you're a fan of one, uh, purchase merchandise through our, our links. Um, one's got their show two months out, basically sold out. I'm excited as hell about that. That's Down right, to you're about, going to that, yeah. Yeah, there's literally like 10 seats left in the entire arena, and we're still two months out. So uh, they did a great job of uh, – Kevin Nicholson. Yeah, the awesome uh fan and and uh check out kevin nicholson's uh youtube channel <laughs> youtube channel yeah as uh as he breaks down injuries uh weekly uh from the crazy world of sports i believe i saw him tweet that he's going to be out there in vegas this weekend for the uh for the mm-hmm. fight for the ufc fight so have a great time kevin with that and uh hopefully nobody gets injured but if they do uh you'll at least you're in house let <laughs> us know <laughs> yeah 
you're in house to help them start doing the therapy early. Yeah, so. there it is. Have a good night, everybody, and thank you for listening.